Valamogolis to all our Game of Thrones fans out there. This is our season eight, episode two, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms review. How are you doing, Jake? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Still excited, pumped up for that last episode, but also looking forward to the next episode of Game of Thrones. I think I can say this here. Well, unless they top it up in the next couple of episodes, this last episode, episode two, season eight, has been my best episode of Game of Thrones ever. Of all the seasons, of all the episodes, Battle of the Bastards, Hard Home, The Red Wedding, all of them, this one is the top of my list. How do you feel about this episode? I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't put it as my favorite episode of Game of Thrones as you would, but it's def- I would put it in my top 10. Yeah. 100%. I really, really like this episode for very different reasons to why I like the other episodes. Mm. Do you know that this is the first season, sorry, this is the first episode ever in Game of Thrones where the kill count is zero. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, this is the only episode where no one has died. Like from the first episode till then every single episode i hadn't thought about that that's interesting it's a big one it's a big one and for all game of thrones has to offer for all the battles for all the storylines the sex the dragons the cgi of everything that game of thrones has given us over the past eight to nine years it takes a drummed down episode to actually kind of make me think, wow, how good is this TV series? Because if the name of this episode wasn't A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, I would have probably named it A Calm Before the Storm because that's what it is. There was no battle. It was a very quiet episode. And it was so... I actually teared up. You know, there was a part of it where, you know, when Brienne was... um, when she was being knighted by Jamie. Oh, that touched me. That really, 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 for some reason. But it just shows how well this show is, that they have really spent time developing the characters and you really care about them. You feel for them. And when they finally get what they've been hoping for or wishing for or going for all their lives, you kind of feel you feel it's a personal victory for you in as much as it's a victory for her. So let me ask, give me a couple of things. Let's count it. Three things that struck you in this episode. In this, Okay, so the knighting of Sibriana Taff, I will go ahead and say that I little teared up as well. Mm. But relating to that, I would count this as one big scene, was the when they're all in the dark room by the fire drinking and, oh, telling, yes. and telling stories. The, yes. That whole sequence of Tyrion and Jaime and... Brienne and uh, Davos. Yes. Davos was there. All of them lot. That was really, really touching. And of course, the song the at the song. end. The song. Oh my goodness. That song was so good. The lyrics actually came, comes from George R. R. Martin's um, book, which is titled A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. And that book follows a knight. And, you know, his, you know he, the journey, it's a knight's journey, follows the knight and a couple of things. And that knight is actually an ancestor of... Um, of um, Lady Brie. She's actually her great, 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 great granddaughter. So yeah, there's some relationship there. So it only, it's only fitting that the episode, because everybody I've spoken to about this episode, the one thing that catches everybody is that particular scene. And the rendition at the end by Florence and the Machines, that was, that, that was just, took my breath away. 
Okay, what, what else? Another one for, and this is a really small moment, but I think it's really, really important. So like, the big question we're going into the next episode is who's going to die? Yeah. That, that's the big ep- yeah. the, the question. But one of my favorite scenes was when Sansa and Daenerys were talking. Mm. I like that they've sort of almost found a little bit of common ground here. Yeah. And one of the questions that they asked is, what happens to the North when the dead mm. are defeated? So mm-hmm. there's a bit of certainty, certainty there that they, know, they think they're going to defeat the, the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. But the bigger question is, what happens to the North? Right. Not who's going to die. What but happens politically? after this yeah and i think that it, it, it was a really small but powerful scene i think and i think it leads to what's going to happen in the later episodes oh yeah absolutely correct in fact this whole episode was littered with foreshadowing there was so much foreshadowing in this episode you could literally i could literally tell you what's going to happen at again but you know yeah that, that was yeah, yeah. That i could see that i can because it's the fate of westeros like yeah. for example if if Arya dies, mm-hmm. really, sh- in the grand scheme of things, n- nothing's going to change. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? True, yeah. But if someone like Sansa or Jon Snow or Daenerys died, that would be a huge impact on the whole yeah. plot in the general. Yeah. I actually think, I, I was thinking we'll do this towards the end of the show. I was going to say, give me your predictions of who's going to die. Yes, I've actually got that in my show notes of <laughs> uh, like a couple of people I've, I've yeah? got. All right. yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get do that at the end. We'll yeah. get that, we'll do that at the end. Okay, so those are three scenes that really caught you? Yeah, huh? yeah those ones that. To me, yeah, I agree that that scene in the in the hall where they were just talking and everything, that really captured me. Another scene that really uh, kind of got to me was the whole Little Warm and Missandei. Yeah. And when they were talking about how when this whole war is done, that they don't belong here and they will just they just want to go away to their own people and just where they will feel welcome and everything. And it, it just it, it kind of touched me. I don't know, you know, yeah, I don't know why, but that, that kind of that scene kind of just I don't know, it just really touched no, me. No, I resonate with that scene as yeah. well. Yeah. I could feel with it because you know, you're here to help. You're here to do this. And the people you're not harming anybody, but the people you're there for, the people you're there with, don't seem to recognize or appreciate your presence, you know, and all that. So that really resonated. And for me, the third one which really struck me was the Arya sex scene. Yes, yeah. I don't know how I felt about that. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm okay. I mean, I, I think in story, she's 18. So she's of, she's of age. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of like, I would sort of think the same. You know, this is probably going to be my last night on earth yeah i'm i'm probably going to die tomorrow so you might as well you might as well and and you know that that sexual relationship between them two has always been there it's I been thought. there yeah so it's it's always been foreshadowed from previous seasons that it, something could happen there mm-hmm. so i wasn't thrown off by it i know i did see some you know tweets and things like that that some people were unhappy yeah. but i'm a bit like I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm cool. The problem I had, I, I call it problem, but for the lack of a better word, it's not like a problem, but the, why it hit me sort of in the wrong spot is because we, when we started watching Game of Thrones, Arya was like a little girl. She was literally a little girl. And we've seen her grow. We've grown with her every single year of her life, not just her life in Game of Thrones, but her life as a person. We've literally seen her grow from a little girl to the woman she is today and you know growth 
is the human growth or growth is you, you can watch something every single day but you'll never see it grow till it's grown that kind of thing so in my eye i still see her and it doesn't help that she has a baby face no no of course she is yeah. very baby she face has looking. a very baby yeah. face but and you know since we've seen her since season one as a kid we can't sort of it's sort of like seeing uh, it's, it's just i know what you mean yeah. it's almost like you have an attachment like a father would to a daughter yes yes that obviously you see your daughter grow up but when she's finally a woman you're a bit like yeah whoa yeah you know i mean i don't i can't talk because i don't have kids but from what i've heard in past experiences of other people that's what they the gist you get it's the same thing any one of your family members you don't you, you know you don't want to think about your sister even if your sister has kids you're not going to think about how your sister had kids or even you how you became about you're not going to yeah, think about it you've grown up with that person yeah exactly because you've grown up with that person so it's just one of those things where it was really a butter for for me but um i get it you're absolutely correct the um that chemistry has been there ever since so they finally did and it's the kind of thing when i look at every single one of them there was no over-the-top reaction to the, night, the fact that they were going to die the next day. I can see if I was there and I knew I was going to die the next day. Those, these are the kind of things I would do. I would hang out with my friends. I would probably, if I'm into alcohol, I would drink a lot. If, you know, if that was my thing. If I had to make up with anybody... You know, that's why, you know, you see Sansa going to the Hound. You see, um, you know, there was a, bit, a lot of sort of semi-apologies. People are just mending all the broken wounds. All you see Sansa and, you know, everybody is just doing that. And if that was, if I knew that tomorrow was going to be my last day, that's probably what I'd do. Call up everybody I've ever had a problem with. Apologize, set things straight. Just stay with the people I love and just wait for the inevitable to happen. So I can't give credit enough to the writers of the show because since from episode season one to about season seven or six, they had the books to lean off from. Season six. Till yeah. season six, they had the books to lean off from. Se season seven, not much really happened. If you think about it, not much really happened. She came to the island they were just setting season seven was sort of more like a setup for season eight the purpose of season season seven was just to bring everybody home you know so there wasn't much this thing anymore but you have to give them credit for this season without the books they've still managed to stay true to the story and that's a very hard thing to do so i really give them the credit it was it was really 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 good so I'm going to go back to your point about the character development and what they would do on their last day. Something I noticed in this episode was we seem to now finally have a clear vision of these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. Mm -hmm. While in previous seasons, you didn't really know. There, was, there were certain characters that you were, you know, outright were like, yeah, Ned Stark's a good guy, Cersei's a bad guy. Yeah, those are like staple characters. But a lot of most of the other characters, you were a bit unsure this one, you see a lot of the characters like that, that you that they come sort of to terms and like, no, we've got a greater evil to all band together. Yeah. So it seems like they're the good guys now. Apart from the Night King, there isn't really... It's sort of like that question we always um, say when we're talking about Star Wars is the Jedi and Sith, it's not white and black. You know, it's not good and evil. You, you have to... It depends on the perspective you look at it. You know, and if you look at the entire story of Game of Thrones, there were never... There were... There's a lot of gray. There was there's a lot of gray area, you know. The, you, you, you would ask yourself, if I was put in this situation, would I act any different? 
you know, so, but I get what you mean now. Everybody has come together and there is now one united. Nothing unites people like a common enemy. You know, nothing does that. So now that we're all together, then everybody, we now know the good guys and we now know the bad guys. Now, speaking of the bad guys, the Night King, mm -hmm. for the first time, we now know his what, we now know his how. We don't know his why. We know what he wants to do. We know how he wants to do it, but we don't know why. But the thing is, this is the first time on the show they've actually come out to say it. There's been a lot of theories about it, but this is the first time on the show that they, they, they've come to say it. So apparently, the Night King wants to eliminate the existence of man, not just biologically by killing every single man on the planet, but consciously by in memory in memory and you know the three eye raven is not a person the three eye raven is a form of consciousness if that makes sense yeah it just possesses a person and that person becomes the three eye raven if that person dies that consciousness moves to another person so it can move to a three it can move to a rock it can move to anything so the night king really that's why he's really going for brand because he wants to erase the consciousness of man. So we get why he's doing what he's doing. The only question that hasn't yet been answered, and I still stick to my theory of last week, the only question that hasn't been answered is why does he want to do it? Honestly, I think that was pretty explained in the in this episode. I thought it was pretty generic. I thought it was just, yeah, he that is the why. He just wants to do it. Nah, nah. That I, 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 that's the vibe I got. And that was the only slight critique. And I thought, okay, that's... Just whatever. Nah, but then again, I think I think that's done intentionally, though. Yeah, Game of Thrones is too. It's too well written. It's too well written. It's too well done for it to have the main villain for his backstory to be so flimsy. Well, this is where I go. Where I have a theory. Mm. I don't think he is the main villain. Oh. Mm. I don't think so. I think. Oh. I think there's a reason why. The Battle of Winterfell is the third episode of this season and not the last. Well, that's because they have to fight in um, King's Landing. Which is why I think Cersei is the overall arcing villain of this whole thing. I think the Night King will be defeated in the next episode. Really? Mm-hmm. And I think, hmm. I think Cersei, very similar to Star Wars, is she's going to... So if you look at the Night King compared to like, Game of Thrones to Star Wars, I look at the Night King as Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. Cersei's Palpatine. The one who's just... She's, the, she's you know... And, and we clearly saw in this episode, you know, she's already betrayed them. She's not sending the, the army to help them. She's not interested in that. She's interested in her own gain. So yeah. I think somehow, the next episode, I think they will come out victorious with many losses, which we'll get to in a, in a bit. Mm -hmm. But I do think the overarching villain of this whole thing is Cersei Lannister. Well, the only way that can work is if... Now, I mean, that's a very plausible theory. And you know, and that's that's true. So we just they just make light work of the Night King, then the real battle is with Cersei. That would only work if all the dragons die. Because Golden Company or not, if you've got one dragon if you've got one dragon, talk less of two. If you've got a dragon, nobody compares with you. You can't defeat a dragon, you know? Unless you're the Night King. Unless you're the Night King and you'd have to kill him first. You know, <laughs> you know there was also a theory I was I, it's just something I want to clarify. Something people were saying to show that why would they hide in the crypts when they know that the Night King is able to reanimate corpses. 
But I just want to clarify that I think the Night King can only reanimate corpses that have been killed by him or yeah, his minions. I, I think so. Yeah. That was actually because this episode, even though there was a lot of sort of conclusion in the characters, it still raised for me a lot of questions. Mm. And I actually have a list of questions here. Uh, put them up. Like wh- one of them is goes back is what is going to happen down in those crypts mm-hmm. during this battle? What's actually going to happen? Who's going to be the, the defender? I think, you know, somehow that, that I think the crypts will play a big part in the battle in of winter. I, I think it's going to be, you know, I, we've, we, we were talking about this the other day and, you know, the, the director of um, this, ep- this episode and a couple of previous battle episodes, he said they took a lot of inspiration from Lord of the Rings. Yes. And specifically what I got was the two towers, the Battle of Helm's Deep. Yeah. Yeah, and very much like the night before the battle, how they're all talking and preparing. They've got crypts in there. All yeah. the women and children go there, so it has very much that vibe. And, and how, I love that. Yeah, and how did that battle end? Just when they were about to lose, on the horizon, you see Gandalf Gan- coming. Yeah. So my theory is, just when they are about to lose, everybody retreats to the crypt, and just when they are about to lose, the Red Witch is gonna come. Oh. Yeah, she's going to come with some fiery witches and just do some fiery stuff. And that will change things. That's, my, that's what I think. That'll be a, pretty, a yeah. pretty epic finale, wouldn't it? In my opinion, there are only two people whose stories have not completely been tied. Mm-hmm. So the first one is the Red Witch, the Red Priest. Remember when they were in Dragonstone? She told the Eunuch guy, what's his name? The Eunuch guy. Uh, the, the eunuch, yeah. yeah, yeah eunuch I, I, guy. I can't remember his yeah. name. But yeah. they told him, she told him that we are going to die in this land. We are still going to meet. The next time we meet, we're going to die. She gave him one sort of warning which really scared him. So as we know, Game of Thrones is, does a lot of foreshadowing. So I think she still has to come. She still has to die. Because if this battle happens, because this is the main battle. I think, you know, they said there are going to be two battles in this um, season. There is... I think the first one is going to be the battle of the, with the White Walkers, and the third one is going to be the battle for King's Landing. Okay. So, well, well, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so, uh, so this is her main one. If the, quote-unquote, the Lord of Light has a real, really want to fight, this is the one. He's not interested in King's Landing and all that. He can, you know, manipulate people to do that. But this is the main battle. So for the, for the princess, for the, the witch, the Red Witch, not to show up, I think they will, she has a part to play. And I think that was why they had that girl with the burnt, half burnt face. Yeah. Because they wanted to remind us of the, that Red Witch. And that's the thing about this episode. They were reminding us a lot of things that were to come. I actually think Daenerys is going to die in this episode. When she dies, I think she's going to see a vision of Khal Drogo. And okay. and Khal Drogo, they're gonna speak some what's their language again? Dothraki. Do, they're gonna speak some Dothraki, and she's gonna take her away. Why do I say so? First of all, in, because we're talking about we we haven't really got to that part. Oh, we yet. haven't got we, into we, the yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Oh, you said you had some other questions. Yeah, yeah. shoot the next one. Uh, well, one that let's address the elephant in the room. So Jon Snow, right at the end, told Daenerys that. He is her nephew. Yeah. So that, let's let's address that right now. So mm-hmm. and obviously, pretty poor timing. 
Yeah. <laughs> I would say to 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 tell her. Yeah. But I would I would have done it after the battle. But hey, you don't know who's going to be alive. No, that's true. But if I if I knew I was going to die at that point, then tell her. But hey, but because of that, now I have. How is Daenerys going to play this? How is she going to play nice in the battlefield? Because her head's going to be a bit messed up now. Right. Yeah. I, I think I think. This is like, you know, she was focused, determined, this is what we have to do, this is our mission, and now he's just thrown a spanner in the works mm-hmm. that she, I, I can imagine psychologically, this is going to throw her off, I think. Well, to and I think it will show in the battle. Well, you, we say that, but I don't think so. Her reaction was what you'd expect. Well, we didn't really see the full extent of her reaction because while they were right in the middle of it, you know, they, they heard the horn and all of that. But Daenerys, in a way... She's not in it because she wants the power for herself. She's in it because she believes that her, the, her family was robbed. She's doing it for the Targaryens. She's doing it for her family. So I think that she's not going to have a problem with it. That if... So personally, like... A, I'm not saying a problem, but it's, it's definitely something to think about. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I believe she's going to die. Because she's got nothing else to live for, you know. She's she's been struggling all her life, and she said it there: "All my life, I've known one thing: the Iron Throne." Then suddenly, somebody comes and tells you that, "Yeah, you know that Iron Throne that you've you've spent all your life trying to get to, you know that Iron Throne. Yeah, it's not really yours by right. It's not really yours. So she's not that. I I don't think she's going to be an usurper because she can't." You know, she, 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 she's not that kind of person. You know, she only killed her brother because her brother was really, you know... He was a bad guy. Yeah, he was a bad guy and he was just, you know, the worst. So that's why. So I don't think it's going to affect her that much because when she came... You know, when the night... the what I, but It's something that it has to be addressed. You can't just gloss over that. No, they will. If it, they ha- get it, has, to, it definitely has to be addressed. You know, I felt that now that she's heard it, that means what on what is she she's not living for anything anymore. Because I don't want to say this because I want to wait till our theory section before we talk about who's gonna die and mm-hmm. why we think he's gonna die. So let's leave this, let's pause on this point and we'll come back to it in that section. Right, okay. Well, we don't want to get too um down the rabbit hole. So yeah. how about we just finish off with who do you think's gonna die and survive? Right. So I'll just say who's gonna die and everybody else will survive. The first person who's gonna die, I think, is Brianne. Lady is brilliant. She's gonna die trying to save Jamie. So one thing about Game of Thrones or anything is once a character has achieved their purpose, they just they cut them out. Or what once they get what they want, there is no reason to keep them on the show. I think Brie she she's gotten what she wanted, the recognition from the kingdom as a knight, and more more, ex, more importantly to her, she's got the recognition from Jamie. So there's nothing more to live for. So I think she's gonna die. I think Danny is going to die because as similar to the reason I gave earlier, now that she's no longer, she no longer has a legitimate claim to the throne, there's no reason for her to really be alive anymore. I think she'll probably die sacrificing herself to save John, who is actually, who should be king. That, this guy is going to die, um, what's his name? The Ironborn guy. Um, Theon Greyjoy? Yes. I think he's going to die trying to protect Bran. A lot of people think Tyrion is Tyrion, 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 Tyrion Lannister is gonna die. I don't think so. Even though, because he, it was so obvious, 
You know, when they make something so obvious, it's not going to happen. It was so obvious that he was foreshadowing his death, but I don't think he's going to die. I think I think none of the Starks are going to die. I think Grey Worm might die. Yeah, I think, I mean, you pretty much said all the ones I was going to say. Grey Worms are going to. Theo and Grey Joy's going to. Brienne, she's gone. I think maybe Jamie. Maybe. I think Jamie is the one who's going to kill Cersei. Nah. I th- I don't think I I think that would be cool, but I think I, don't, I think Jamie might die. I'll be happy if he lives, but I think he could die in this. But I would like Tyrion to kill Cersei. Nah, it would be too uh, sweet. But I don't think Daenerys. I think Daenerys is going to come out surviving, and Jon Snow, and all the Starks. Jorah, I think he's going to die. Yes, I think he's going to die protecting uh, Daenerys. Jo- jo- Jorah, one more. Yes, yeah, he's Jorah, gonna die. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and those are pretty much the ones. Um, I was thinking Hound, but then I thought, nah, because I want him to have one final battle with the mountain. Speaking of the Hound, I think what's going to happen is, you know, Clagane, the guy, the one-eyed guy that has the ability yeah, to raise people, I think he's going to pass that mantle onto. of being the priest. Yeah, he's going to pass it on to... Yeah, um, I think guy. he dies. Yeah, but he dies. He dies. I Somebody's d- going to die. He's going to resurrect somebody in that. In this yeah, episode. I think the biggest character that's going to die is Brienne. I, yeah. don't, I, I don't think anyone bigger than that is going to die in this battle. Mm-hmm. Even though they're saying, oh, who could die? I, d- I really don't think they're going to kill the, the main yeah. cast yeah. yet. Yeah, I think Jamie is going to be the, similar to what he did with the Mad King. Because Cersei is becoming the Mad Queen. And I think they're going to repeat that. Remember what I said earlier that... Somebody history repeats history itself. is going to repeat itself. So Jamie is going to be the one. And in the books, it was written somewhere when um, Cersei was a little girl and she met a, a witch. They didn't show it in the series, but in the books, she said she was going to die by the hands of her little brother. It's written there in the book. So everybody thought it was going to be Tyrion. Tyrion. I can't pronounce it. Sorry, guys. Everybody thought it was going to be Tyrion, but I think it's going to be Jamie. They're going to get into a situation and she's going to be doing the whole burn them all, kill them all. And he's going to be like, no, that can't happen. And he's either going to strangle her or he's going to stab her or something. I think Jamie will be there, but I think Tyrion will be the one to actually do it. I think Tyrion will be there. I think they'll both be there. Mm. I think Tyrion will be the one to figuratively pull the trigger. Yeah, I think Bronn will kill Tyrion. I think you Bron, think? Yeah, I think Bron. I th- you oh, know they're buddies. They are, but it's uh, they, they've messed him up a lot of times, and somebody's promising him a castle and all of that, you know. But it it's it's a hard one to call. But one thing I know, George R. R. Martin said, it's the ending is going to be bittersweet. So I think that yeah, we're getting yeah, a very get bittersweet, bittersweet ending bittersweet to this. Ended, yeah, I think Arya is not going to make it at the end of the season. I yeah, think I, no, I think die. she'll survive Battle of Winterfell. She'll, yeah, but she'll, she'll she die could, I don't know. I, she may be, yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, I think Sansa will survive the whole thing. I think she will. So what's going to happen at the end of the day? I think the Seven Kingdoms are going to be broken. Well, I, I don't want to get into that theory just yet because I want to see how this next episode plays out. Mm. But th- that's why they f- I think that's why they foreshadowed it in this what will happen. Because you brought it up earlier. This what will happen to the North. I think they foreshadowed it. I think the reason they brought that up is because... The North wants to remain independent. Whether it's Danny on the throne or it's Jon Snow, the North wants to remain independent. And if it's Jon Snow, like everybody thinks, he, he will understand and he will say the North can be independent. And if the North is independent, the remaining six kingdoms also need to be independent. And I've always said it's probably going to end in a democratic way. 
where there's no longer one king to rule them all. Each kingdom. Or even the interstates. Yeah, say, yeah. Each state is going to just have their own thing yeah. going on. Well. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. So that was it. Night of the Seven Kingdoms, season eight, episode two review. It was a very, very, it was the calm before the storm. The next episode has been touted as the biggest battle ever to be seen on screen. First, it's going on, t- on TV. On, be, on, be specific. on TV. On TV, it's the most expensive, and it's you know we've game. If if Game of Thrones doesn't do anything well, one thing I know they do is battles. So we are so geared up. We are actually. I'm counting. You know the same way I've been counting down to um, End Game. That's how I'm counting down to the next episode of Game of Thrones. So my people out there, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We will be back next week to review the Battle of Winterfell. And up on, until then, Vala Mugolis. See you later, guys.